Hey there, lovebirds. Happy Wedding Wednesday, and welcome to Your I Do Crew, a wedding planning podcast. Each week, Atan and Lindsay bring over 30 years of industry experience to the table with insight and interviews from local and national wedding pros to give you the best tips, tricks, and hacks that will take the stress out of your wedding planning process and help elevate your special day. So grab something old and something new. It's time to listen to your, your I, I Do, do Crew. Roberta Noronha is the co-owner of The Bridal Finery, a bridal shop just outside of Orlando, Florida, and today she is bringing her incredible knowledge and experience to the table to share what she knows both as a female business owner and an expert on wedding dresses. Roberta discovered her love of bridal fashion by creating custom looks for uniquely beautiful brides. Through her experience in the bridal industry, she understood how attractive it would be for a bride to have every couture designer under one roof. As a mother of two daughters, she believes that finding a wedding gown should be remarkable and memorable, and she is committed to giving an exceptional experience to every bride as if they were her own family. As co-owner of the Bridal Finery, she is able to grant her brides access to a one-of-a-kind designer gown straight from the runway. And by connecting with esteemed designers, she's able to select the highest quality gowns in couture bridal fashion for her brides. Born in Brazil, Roberta keeps pace with international fashion, has a true appreciation for multicultural weddings, and is fluent in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. She's praised in the industry for her expert advice featured on Fox 35 News, as well as many international publications. The Bridal Finery celebrates women in every shape, size, and height. You have two daughters. Mm-hmm. I have a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old soon to be two teenagers in the next two months so i imagine that adds some some fun and excitement to your days it sure does they keep me on my toe they definitely keep me on my toe and you know every day you're learning something new and you're kind of seeing where you were where you're going and reminders of who you used to be as well so it's it's interesting it's fun two daughters being teenagers are interesting. So now having them approaching the teenage years and, and having a, a bridal shop, are they helping you in the shop or no? Not yet. They definitely want to. Um, my daughter is starting high school in August and the high school is literally a block away from our store. So she's mm-hmm. definitely already talking about, oh, can I come after school and help out? And what can I do? And um, they definitely want to be a little bit more involved now. That's great. So they're so they're into it. It's not the kind of thing where they say, "Oh, that's what mom does." No, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Not at all. They definitely want to be involved and they want to help out. They're excited about it. Um, my youngest daughter has only known me as being in bridal and being in wedding the wedding dress industry. So she doesn't know anything else besides mommy being in a bridal boutique. So it's definitely exciting and seeing them be excited about it as well. I love that. Yeah. And now you told me a little bit before we were started recording that you had opened your shop just a couple of years ago with your co-owner, but before that you had been working in a store. So how long had you been working in the the wedding industry before you opened your own shop? Yeah, so I started in the wedding industry in 2000, 2011. Yeah, 2011. Mm-hmm. And I was with that company for about seven years when um, 
it was sold rather quickly and it came as a shock to me personally and mm-hmm. my um the co-owner of our boutique we worked together for those many years at that other boutique and you know after so many years working somewhere having to kind of start over it, it's scary it's scary yeah um but yeah, yeah i was with them for about seven years and then just came on and opened our own store Mm -hmm. And then in opening your own store, you got to make all those choices to make sure that you had your vision realized. Correct. Some of it was easy in the sense that at the boutique where we formerly worked, um, our, the owner of that boutique was not an operating owner. So we were pretty much the decision makers. We ran daily operations, um, even though we still had, you know, daily meetings with our boss, he wasn't there. So we got to make all the decisions. We got to make all the buying decisions, hiring, um, personnel, management, and all of that. So it was, in that sense, it was an easy transition. I think Mm -hmm. the the hard part of it was, for me personally, trying to find the balance of now being an owner versus an employee. Even though I ran a lot of the daily operations and I was able to make a lot of those decisions, having the weight on my shoulders was a lot heavier than I ever thought it would be. Absolutely. No, that makes total sense. Even though you were you were doing a lot of the executive functions, ultimately the owner was the one responsible for them, where now that Correct. is so much more weight. It really is. Correct. How many employees do you do you two have now? We are now um, the two of us and four employees. So we are a team of six, which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're officially a team of six. That's fantastic. Isn't it strange how quickly it grows and all of a sudden, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it just, it's, it's crazy. It really is mm-hmm. crazy. Now, is that counting your your soon-to-be-opening second location, or is that just your primary location? That is including the second location. So we run both of the stores as private appointments. Um, mm-hmm. We help, we service one bride at a time in each location. With that, we're able to manage our schedule a little bit more, and we don't have to have a huge staff because we're only running two fitting rooms, one in each store. So I'm in one store, my um, the co-owners in the other store, and then we flip back and forth. So we can still run both stores with the amount of employees we currently have. That makes so much sense. And it has to be wonderful for those brides to get that personal individual attention that way. Absolutely. It was so important to us to open a store and for us to be the ones helping our brides directly. At our former boutique, we were kind of running the back of the house, managing, processing orders, helping, you know, our sales staff and assistance training and all those things to where we weren't helping our brides every day all the time. And Mm -hmm. we decided to flip that a little bit and we decided to be the ones in the front, um, in the front of the house and to be the ones helping our brides directly. And we decided to have team members doing the back of the house work, helping with daily operations, helping with shipping, helping with marketing. And we really wanted to be the ones in the forefront helping our brides directly. Also because of the experience that we have and, you know, all the custom changes we can make and all the styling decisions we can make. It's 
it's hard to train experience if that yes. makes sense. So experience to gain with time. I definitely mm. am not the same person that I was 10 years ago. My amount of knowledge <laughs> now in wedding dresses is very different than what it was 10 years ago. And yes, you can teach someone, but there are certain things that you only gain with experience. That makes total sense. And there's a, you know, they say that something can be taught, you know, broken down to a science, but after science comes the art and you can only really get the art of something with the experience. You can teach right. someone how to take measurements of a bride, but to really work with them to see what's going to flatter their, their shape, their color, all of that, that has to be something that is just, that is just learned and, and really felt. Exactly. Even when it comes down to changing a neckline, we do a lot of custom changes at the bridal finery. We really mm. love to find a dress for a bride that's not a cookie cutter dress, but really be able to make that dress her own. With that being said, like everyone, you know, that comes in purchases a dress that is made in the same way, but we come up with creative ideas and different ways to where we can really make that dress special for one client. So mm -hmm. whether it's changing a strap to a beaded strap or making a strapless dress have sleeves or have a v-neck, we take the time to do those things. And it's easier for us to know which dresses we can do that with, what a seamstress can and can't do, what do we have to have the designer do instead, and really be able to customize and tailor each dress to each individual bride versus just selling cookie cutters. That's not what we're about. Yeah. Well, and it's so much more unique for your bride that way. It's so much more rewarding for you because then you are creating something artful that is going to reward her a lot more than, you know, the cookie cutter, like you said, you know, it's going to McDonald's. Everyone gets a cheeseburger and that's a cheeseburger. Right. But if you have a personal chef creating a cheeseburger just for you, it's very different. Absolutely. And that's what we love to do. We really love to be able to emphasize our bride's personality in her dress whether it's mm -hmm. through her jewelry, adding something different to the dress, adding a color or doing a hairpiece. We even go as far as styling our bride's hair in the store. I'm definitely not a hairstylist. <laughs> I don't do hair. That is not a side hustle. It's not mm -hmm. something I want to get into, but we take the time to, you know, be able to pin up our bride's hair and show her what a hairpiece will look like with her dress and with her hair styled somewhat of what she would like it to be on her wedding mm -hmm. day. So we, we really want our bride to be able to see the full look. That is so awesome. And I, and I apologize for comparing a wedding dress to a cheeseburger. <laughs> that was simply the first thing that sprang to mind. It's totally fine. <laughs> so now, as a woman-owned business and with, again, most of your clientele are going to be women, do you employ exclusively women or do you have any, is your, is your whole team female? As of right now, yes, our whole team is female. Um, mm. It's a little bit harder in a bridal boutique in our case to be able to hire a stylist that is a male only because we are in mm. the fitting room with our brides. Sure. We are helping them in and out of wedding dresses. Um, mm. It doesn't 
it doesn't say that in the future we wouldn't hire a male to be in the boutique because we could hire someone to do marketing or mm-hmm. whatever the position may be. We're not close to it. Like we're not close to that option at all. Um, sure. we love to, we're open to female, male, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. they, it's just finding the right person for the right position. Not necessarily no, that makes gender total that sense. goes with that position. If that makes sense. That makes total sense. That makes total sense. And I think that's really powerful to have a, you know, a woman owned business and an all female team team. I mean, it's such a wonderful thing in, in this day and age to be able to take that and to really to really shine with that. It should be a point of pride. Absolutely. So building the business from the transition from being an employee of the old company to, to starting this one, to hiring your employees, to now opening a second location, how has that felt? Has that been all pretty natural or has it been just kind of deal with one situation as it comes? And then <laughs> looking back, looking back, does it all seem like you were working from a plan or has it all just kind of gone and now you're now you're going how did i get here it does feel like we you know i went through this whole process to be put into this position Mm -hmm. Um, now looking back at it and just you know a lot of people just say well you've opened up you opened your business two years ago and you were pretty successful from the get-go and that's not true it was seven years of working for another company of learning the ropes of learning the right way of doing things of even in a way trying things out with someone else's money we've tried Mm -hmm. many things in that (laughs) company that were successful or there were failures that we've carried through into this company you know there were decisions we made for that company that we saw that didn't work that are things that we're not going to try at our current company because we know it didn't work so in some ways we we were prepared to be put into the situation without knowing that we would be business owners um tally and myself we always joke you know we would always say like we were gonna go old and gray working for that company so i Mm. i've personally never pictured myself owning a bridal store i was extremely content and extremely happy being an employee of that company working for my old boss and continue growing in that company in other ways for me growth is not necessarily a title Mm -hmm. but it's what am I learning every day? How am I financially growing every day versus a job position, if that makes sense? Um, Man, that makes total sense. Yeah, I knew that within that company, my title wouldn't be any higher because on top of me, it was only our vice president, which is now my business partner, Tally, and then the owner. It was the three mm-hmm. of us. So I know that from a title perspective, I didn't have any more growing, but every day I was learning something, every day I was growing financially. And those are the things that were always important to me. Wonderful. And that's such a great perspective to take. Uh, again, like you said, growing and learning doesn't have to be by title. I love the, I love the idea of working here until being old and gray. And <laughs> as my beard can tell you, you don't have to necessarily be old to be gray, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> But I think it's so wonderful that you've had this natural transition and and then with your partner who you worked with before, it's just so great to hear that and that you're now serving these serving these brides in your own unique way. And I love the personal, incredible attention that you're giving them. And so I know that they're going to be feeling special with all of that. That's so wonderful. Yeah, we really strive to be able to, you know, make our experience at the bridal finery really be special and 
second to none. We really want our brides to come to our boutique and know that they are the only bride that matters in that moment. They are getting the best service and we will be here with them throughout the whole entire process. They have our personal cell phone numbers and they can contact us directly anytime. So that is what we strive for. That is that is amazing. That personal touch. And I'm sure just from talking to you, I know how much knowledge you have and talking about putting their hair up and all these things. So I know that as you're working with them, you must be educating them on the different styles and different options and choices that they can make. And so we want to, to tap into that educator part of your brain a little bit now and have you help our listeners and, and give them a little bit of, of knowledge. You had talked earlier about the difference between ordering or buying off the rack and then modifying from there. Can you talk a little bit into what would make a, a bride want to do one or the other? Absolutely. So we, like you mentioned before, we're opening our second boutique, our original store, which is now by the Bridal Finery. We focus on selling off the rack. We have partnerships Mm -hmm. with bridal designers as well as bridal boutiques throughout the country to where they send us all of their overflow inventory, kind of like a Nordstrom's rack to Nordstrom. And we sell through that inventory for them. The advantage of doing that is that you're purchasing that sample, the dress you try on is the one that you're purchasing at a lower price. We sell Mm -hmm. them anywhere 20 to 60% off regular retail. Wow. And the advantage that you have it now, you can start your alterations now, you can start doing your fittings right away, um, and everything is right then and there. So there's there's no restriction on when your wedding is. If your wedding is in two weeks and you need a dress, <laughs> great. Like, here it is. I feel like if their wedding is in two weeks and they're just buying their wedding dress, there had to have been a series of choices or things that happened. <laughs> We've done a wedding dress in three days. so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. We have. <laughs> so we're lucky, too, because we do have a wonderful seamstress that works out of our boutique. She's a separate business, but she does alterations in our boutique. So it makes the process a lot easier for our clients. I think Mm -hmm. when choosing to buy a wedding dress, working with a bridal store that also provides alteration services is key. Um, Absolutely. So a lot of stores, you just go in, buy your dress and they kind of you know, give your recommendations and out you go. We Mm -hmm. really want to be involved in that process. We want our brides to know that we are taking care of them from start to finish. And it's always been a huge differentiator of us. So buying a dress off the rack gives you the advantage of having it immediately, having it now during your alterations now. And even if your wedding is in a year or two, you already have your dress. You don't have to Mm -hmm. worry about it coming in. It's peace of mind, honestly. Um, Yes. And if you're looking for a way to save a little bit, buying it off the rack is a good way to go as well. Or the opposite, Mm. if you are someone that goes towards those finer things and constantly are looking at that higher price point dress, but you couldn't really afford to order it, you now have Mm -hmm. the chance of buying it off the rack. So that makes sense. It, you know, it it has tons of advantages and Mm -hmm. ordering a dress, which we now offer, um, 
at our new boutique, The Bridal Finery, you're coming in and you're trying on a sample and we're measuring you. We measure you and we find a best size to fit you. So mm -hmm. we'll have the designer make a new dress for you. If you're making some sort of custom change, like a neckline change or a backline change, doing extra length on the length of the dress or making your train longer or your train shorter, we can go ahead and make those changes through the designer. So when your dress comes in from the designer, you already have all those changes that you were wanting to make. Mm -hmm. And the dress will take anywhere between six to eight months to arrive from the moment you order it. So keep that in mind when you're going to a reorder boutique is the time frame. Talk to them a lot about what is the expected delivery time? How long do I need for alterations? Because if you are getting married in under six months, you may need to reconsider ordering the dress or you may be looking into rush fees. And then you need to figure out if it's worth for you to pay that rush fee or to go to an off-the-rack boutique, which not every off-the-rack boutique is the same. Ours focuses on sourcing dresses directly from the designer and directly from other bridal boutiques, where some off-the-rack boutiques focuses on selling dresses from other brides. So more of like a consignment uh -huh. resale versus mm -hmm. selling overflow inventory. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I, again, being an efficient and, and a man, I was not as familiar with all of those different, the delineations between all of those things. Correct. That makes total sense. And then, but then with you having both shops, you're able to serve all those brides. Exactly. And, you know, we really just want to be able to give or offer our brides different ways of shopping. We want to offer our brides to find the best way for them to shop and the best way for them to find their gown, whether is buying off the rack or reordering a dress, whatever is best for them. Yeah, no, that makes the most sense to, to be able to offer them whatever is going to make them what, like you said, what makes sense or what makes them more comfortable uh, if they want right. to have a lot more of those custom touches, then it probably makes sense to do an order versus buying off the rack and modifying, I guess, depend on, depending on the extent of the modifications that they need. Correct. So, so I, you know, I was going to ask you the differences between you and say a major national chain that everyone can think of without me saying the name, <laughs> but it's already so obvious that just the personal attention that you give every bride, because when my wife got married, she did go to a national chain. Now, mm -hmm. before everyone throws torches at me, this was before I was involved in the wedding industry and Correct. we were young, we were in college, we didn't know any better. I made tons of mistakes with my wedding dress too. I was not in the industry when I got married. <laughs> there you go. See, we learn by doing. For sure. And just knowing and seeing what she went through and just feeling like a number instead of feeling that personal touch. I, I know that no one did her hair when she was trying on her dress. Mm -hmm. And hearing this, that, that personal touch and the advice that you were given, it just makes so much more sense to, to do something like that. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. It, you know, you hopefully you go through this experience once and you get married hopefully just once. Why wouldn't you want it to be special and to be the best experience you could possibly have? You know, it, it's just one time. 
So, mm-hmm. it, you know, a lot of people say, oh, why am I going to spend so much on a wedding dress? I only wear it once. You're right. You are only wearing it once. However, it is the one piece of attire that generations to come will see photos of you in. Think yes. of your grandparents, your great grandparents. What photos have you seen of them? Most likely it's their wedding pictures. It is the one photo that will stand through generations to come. And it also marks the beginning of your family, of your unity, of your marriage. So that that article of clothing is very important because it's marking your new story, the story of the two of you. So it, it's more than just a dress to me. <laughs> you, you're making me tear up over here. This is, oh my goodness. I, I love that. I love hearing that your perspective on that. And and again, as as a as a guy who never got to wear a wedding dress, um, <laughs> I never really associated it with all of those things. But that does make so much sense. The the legacy, the generations, and that one article of clothing. It's so oh my gosh. I you really I'm I've got tears in my eyes from from how you're describing it. It is so meaningful. It is that that piece of attire that is so iconic. And even if you take a more modern a different spin on it, it's still just that that iconic attire, that iconic it's almost a uniform at this point for the wedding. 100%. And I think the I always tell my brides that your wedding dress is needs to represent you. It's just a bridal version of you. If you are a person that, you know, you love to wear prints and patterns, then you're most likely going to wear a dress that has lace and some sort of design, some sort of pattern to it. If you're a girl that just color blocks and wears plain dresses, you're probably going to end up in a clean, simple dress that doesn't have a lot to it. And that's okay. A wedding dress shouldn't be one thing or another. It should just represent who you are. And if you don't want to wear ivory or white and you do want to wear some sort of color, why shouldn't you? So I'm a huge believer that when it comes to a a wedding dress, it just needs to represent you. It does not have to be fit into this box of what people think a wedding dress should be. That is awesome. That's such a great perspective too, because there is there is wedding peer pressure. There mm-hmm. is, you people will tell you how you're supposed to do things or supposed to wear things, but it's wonderful 100%. too. Yeah, that perspective, it's the the wedding version of you is such a great perspective on that. I love that. I, I tell my couples that all the time when we're going through the ceremony, they say, well, my parents did this and my grandparents did that. I said, yeah, but you are you. Let's mm-hmm. let's have you do you. And it's always been so interesting to me. I've done themed weddings for folks. You know, we've done um, Star Wars theme and Harry Potter theme and all sorts of different silly themes. But every time the couple were in, you know, a bride is, is in a, a bride's dress, a wedding dress. And we haven't done any costume weddings yet. But even the ones that I've had a very clear Star Wars theme, she was in her wedding dress. And like you said, because that's, it's so iconic. It's so, it makes you feel like a bride. Yeah, for sure. It does. You know, and there's no, there's so many taboos and so many things that are like, well, you should wear a veil. You should wear this. You should do that. And you really shouldn't. You should do whatever is right for you and your fiance. And I think being under, you know, this pandemic and the stay at home orders, I think has taught people that you need to do what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And 
I think we've all learned throughout this that quality time is huge. Um, and, you know, just going back to our roots and figuring out what do you and your fiance really want? What is important to you two on wedding day? Does he care if you decide to choose to wear a black wedding dress? Does he care, you know, does it matter? Or what? Mm -hmm. what is the wedding really about? I love it. Oh my gosh. I want to have you talk to all of my couples and just tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> just just be yourself. Just do you. Have them give me a call. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. We'll have you on speed dial. <laughs> and is there anything coming up for you that you want to promote? And I feel like you might have something that is coming up that's a, an opening. <laughs> yes, our new store. <laughs> <laughs> now, because of where things are, I think that the opening date is a little flexible. Yes, we are still unknown of when we will open as soon as, you know, the stay at home order is lifted in Florida. We're ready to go. Um, our store is we're, we are currently taking appointments as of May 2nd. Um, that is when we're supposed to open. And if we need to, you know, reschedule those appointments, we will take it, you know, one day at a time. But we are taking appointments as of right now on our website um, for both of our stores starting May 2nd. Excellent. That is good to hear. That is good to hear. So it'll be the, the official opening of location number two. Correct. Yeah, we're super excited. That'll be our reorder boutique. We're focusing more um, on two designers over there. It's Inez DeSanto as well as Sarah Nori. Those are our main designers. And we really want to focus on designers that manufacture their dresses in North America. Um, mm -hmm. Inez DeSanto is out of Canada and Sarah Nori is out of New Jersey. We want to make sure that, you know, if anything happens in the world that we can still get our gowns and they are being manufactured at home mm -hmm. and keeping chances of, you know, orders being delayed and things like that um, to the least amount possible. Yeah, that makes total sense. So if our listeners want to follow your journey online, they want to see some photos of these wonderful dresses, where can they find those? Absolutely. So you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at The Bridal Finery. And then you can mm -hmm. always go to our website. It's just www.thebridalfinery.com. Perfect. And we'll have links to those in the show notes. So the last thing that I want to ask is, what is something that is right now bringing you personally a lot of joy? Oh, during this time? Yeah. <laughs> Just spending time with, you know, our kids and my husband has really like, I've been, Tally always jokes that, you know, all of this happened because of how much I would complain that I don't get time with the kids and my husband. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely getting a lot of that. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning of our interview, my kids are both teenagers and I feel like time is just slipping away. Um, yeah. And, you know, I work weekends and weekends are normally when they're off. And throughout the week, they're just school, you know, clubs and events and friends and homework and their own things that they have to get done as well. And then over the weekend, they still have work to do. They have um, clubs that they're part of that they're performing for and mm -hmm. competitions and things like that. So I was really feeling like time was slipping away from me. 
And I've been really lucky to have been able to enjoy these past, you know, six weeks or so at home with them, just enjoying their company and being able to spend more and more time with them has been really priceless to me. That is awesome. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. I really appreciate it. And you've been a great resource of information. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. And any way that I can help brides listening to, feel free to email me, DM us on Instagram or whatever you need. We're here to help. And that's this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. We are so glad that you choose to spend your time with us. Remember, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com slash your I do crew, or leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast network. And make sure that you subscribe to make sure that you don't miss a single episode filled with great stories and wedding tips. So stay tuned for all that and more on next week's episode of Your I Do Crew. This is Atan, owner and chief officiant of Weddings for the Ages. You can find us on The Knot, Wedding Wire, Facebook, and Instagram as Weddings for the Ages. And this is Lindsay Roselle with Lucky Bird Photography. You can find me on Wedding Wire, The Knot, and you can also find me on social media using at Lucky Bird Photo. If you liked what you heard today, help us spread the love. Comment, like, rate, and review on iTunes and Google Play, and share on your favorite social media platforms. We love feedback. So if you have any suggestions or if you want to ask us a question, email us at feedback at youridocrew.com. Thanks for listening, and here's to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Cheers. Cheers. I want to get, I want to get. Music credits are as follows. Song title, I Want to Get Married, by artist D. Cylinders, from the Free Music Archive. Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 international.